0: everybody welcome back to the word up podcast this is your host ryan finney and today we are going to be looking at galatians chapter 5 verse 1 through 6 so if you have a bible you can read with me Uh, i'm actually going to be reading out of the niv version today niv version uh the niv today i usually read out of the esv but i found that the niv is a little bit easier to read uh, for me for this chunk of scripture. So, if you have your Bible, you can definitely follow me along, follow with me, starting in verse 1 of chapter 5. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Mark my words. I, Paul, tell you that if you let yourselves be circumcised, Christ will be of no value to you at all. Again, I declare to To every man who lets himself be circumcised, that he is obligated to obey the whole law. You who are trying to be justified by law have been alienated from Christ. You have fallen away from grace. But by faith, we eagerly await through the Spirit the righteousness for which we hope. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith. Expressing itself through love. Before I dive into this scripture, um, I want to give two generic, um, I want to give us a little bit of context of what we're talking about. Uh, The reason I chose this scripture is lately I've been thinking about the freedom that we have through Christ. A lot of our Bibles will summarize chunks of scripture right before we, we read it. My Bible in front of me says, freedom of Christ. Freedom in Christ. I've also seen we have been set free. Um, it was for freedom that Christ has set us free. Things like that. So, what is this freedom? That's my question. I want to kind of hold on to what is this freedom that Paul is talking about? But then, before we even get there, I want to talk about the the letter to the Galatians. Two years ago it was my very first podcast episode, and I dove into Galatians chapter one. We kind of went through the first eleven verses, and since it's been two years, last year I didn't do a like one year anniversary because that was April twenty twenty, and if you didn't know what happened around twenty twenty of April, in April, um, you must have been uh, living under a rock. Uh, COVID hit; Uh, we were in a pandemic. There was um, a toilet paper shortage. Weird times. So I didn't do like a one year anniversary, but. I really wanted to dive into Galatians for my two-year anniversary of, of starting this podcast, and so um, I wanted to ju- uh, jump into a really great portion of scripture, and that is Galatians. So if you haven't already, go back, listen to my very first podcast. It's probably not very good, but that's okay. Uh, I kind of explained the book of Galatians, uh, who it's written to, why it was written, who wrote it. Uh, but I want to give a, a quick recap of that uh, so we understand the context of this scripture. So Galatians was written by Paul, the Apostle Paul. Um, it's one of his first letters or epistles that he wrote earlier on when he became an apostle and was planting churches and, and pastoring those churches. And, and so we can tell that he's not as matured in his grace and his faith, uh, as he is with his uh, later letters. For example, um, Philippians or Romans, he gets really deep. He's more pastorally there. This one, he's very much naming and claiming what is wrong and is trying to fix it. And, he, and it's re- he's rebuking it, really. And he's doing a great job of being a pastor. And so, We can actually see this in in, uh, the book of Acts. Acts 13, chapters 13 and 14 um, is the story of Paul writing to the church of Galatia. And we can see that he was frustrated with the church. Um, He was frustrated because he just planted this church. Uh, People were coming to faith, non-Jewish people, Gentiles. That's who Paul was really going after, that's who his heart was for, that's what his assignment was, and uh, he just planted this church, and outside influences were coming in, and trying to uh, divert the direction of the church, they were trying to influence, um, based upon some legalism that they believed in, and they were trying to influence by saying, you need to to follow the law, specifically, you need to be circumcised, because circumcision is a sign of the covenant, and if you're not circumcised, then you're not under the covenant of the law, and this is all based upon Old Testament, and there's a lot of good things about the law, about um, following the law, but Paul's saying here, like, no, you don't need to just have one small part of of the law that says you're under the law, so Paul's argument early in the letter to the Galatians says that the people are not justified by the works of the Torah, but rather by the faith of Jesus, the Messiah. That's in Galatians two sixteen, and so he's saying, hey, slow down. Let's look at really what's happening here. Um, you're based. You're basing your argument. This legalism that you're, you're influencing the church with is based upon works, and it's not about that. We're justified through our faith, just as uh, Jesus was saying. And what does that mean to be justified? It means that we're declared righteous with God. Uh, we're in right relationship with Him. It means that we've been given a place in God's family, and it results in transformation By grace, and that's what means to be justified. And so, Paul's really been arguing. Hey, the big argument in Galatians, the book of Galatians, is you have to be circumcised to be under the law, to be in God's family. And Paul's saying, No, no, you don't. And that's what kind of brings us to chapter five. Um. And so again, Paul's like saying, no, you're free from this. And it was for the freedom that you've been set free. So stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. That's verse 1. So what does he mean by yoke of slavery? I think we can really kind of wrap our minds around, oh, he means that the law is a yoke of slavery. And, it, and no, that's not really what he's saying. He's saying you've been set free By the sin that has bound you, you have been set free from. You've been set free from your old self. You have been set free from your flesh. You've been set free from the things that have bound you or burdened you to a yoke of slavery. Anything that has been burdened you to a yoke of slavery, you have been set free from. And it is for freedom that Christ has set you free. And then he goes on to verse 2. He says, I tell you that if you let yourselves be circumcised, Christ will be of no value to you at all. Again, I declare to every man who lets himself be circumcised that he is oblig- obligated to obey the whole law. That's verses 2 and 3. So he's saying, if you're going to do one thing, you better do the whole thing. If you're going to do one portion of the law, you've got to you do it all. And, and he's basically saying, if you're requiring these non-Jewish Christians to observe the law or the Torah, it's kind of saying uh, that Jesus didn't fulfill God's promise, or he didn't deal with our sin. It neglects the freedom that Jesus gained for us, and it also limits God's blessing to the entire humanity, instead of one specific group of people. It limits it to one ethnic family. And so again, he's saying, if you're going to, if you're going to be circumcised, it gains no value. And what I love about this is you can actually take the word circumcision, which is a religious word, I would, I would say, and you can replace that word. You can replace that word with any other, um, religious activity. So, um, you could replace it with getting up at 4.30 in the morning and doing a quiet time, which is a good thing. Don't get me wrong. These are a good thing. Um, it could, uh, you could replace it with going to church every Sunday or going to church twice or three times a week or, or having certain acts of, re, of religious activities. If you're doing it to gain uh, favor with God, then that's not the whole point that's what the argument is you're not doing it to gain freedom because Christ has freely given you that he's already given you that he's already given us that he's already given me that but he's saying hey don't, don't grab onto these legalistic ways of doing things I want to jump back real quick to verse 1 I had a thought just now um, about the yoke of slavery I have a good, a good metaphor here um, every night we do bedtime, uh, with my two kids. I have a six month old at the recording of this, min- uh, podcast. And I also have a three year old and bedtime routine is very important with a toddler. And so every morning, not every morning, every evening we, uh, do, do very similar things. We eat dinner. Uh, then we have quiet time, quiet play time, TV time, maybe. Uh, and then Bath time is usually at 6, 6.30, and then we wind down getting our pajamas on, brushing our teeth, read a few books, do prayers, and then um, lights out kind of thing. And so when it comes to all of these activities, bath time, pajamas, brushing your teeth, if if I just tell my son, hey, let's get in the tub, now he's a boy, he's not going to want to get in the tub. If I tell him, okay, put your pajamas on, he's not going to want to put your pajamas on. If I say, brush your teeth, he's going to scream and shout and run around the house and now brush his teeth. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else has experienced this, but he doesn't want to do those things. Unless I get down with him and kind of uh, give him joy and give him uh, make it a game. And so we've been doing playing dentist with him and it allows some freedom in brushing his teeth. And then, and he creates this no, this knowledge of why it's important to brush your teeth, and we're teaching him about what it meaning. Uh, we're teaching him how to go to the dentist and how to play dentist and all these things, and he loves it. But if I just told him to brush his teeth, there's this like a yoke of slavery that comes with that, and so I don't know if that made sense. But um, the 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 freedom that Christ has bought us has brought us and bought for us is that He came down with us. And he bought it so he could get rid of the yoke of slavery. Again, I don't know if that made sense, but it just kind of came to me. Um, Verses 2 and 3. The big argument is from the legalists group, they're trying to convince the Church of Galatia um, that circumcision, that you have to be circumcised. And it does not result in God's favor. Uh, Any kind of religious act is not... uh, If we're doing it to get God's favor, we're not doing it for the right reasons. We don't don't try to get God's favor. We already have that. God is for us. What we do is, um, as it says in verse 5 and 6, our faith eagerly await through the Spirit the righteousness for which we hope. For in Christ, this is verse 6, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. These things have no value. The one thing that counts right now is our faith. It's faith. Expressing itself through love. Next week, I want to talk about, not next week, next month, our next podcast episode. um, I want to dive into what this means. Expressing our faith through love. And and Paul continues this motive through the rest of chapter 5. Uh, and next month, I want to grab into verses 13 through 15. I'm just going to end here um, by reading this and kind of starting the conversation in our minds and getting us ready and prepped. It says, 13, you, my brothers, were called to be free. Do not use your freedom to indulge in sinful nature. Rather, here's what it is, serve one another in love. The entire law is summed up, in a single command. Love your neighbor as yourself. We're going to be diving into that portion right there. Love your neighbor as yourself. But what I want you to hold on to today is the important part of the freedom. You, my brothers and sisters, everybody, we're called to be free. So do not use your freedom to indulge in sinful nature. Sinful nature will go back into having a yoke of slavery, but instead use your freedom to serve one another in love. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.